keep coming for Arizona football and Jed Fish. Arizona's now up to 17, but how far can all of this go? All of that and more on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. This show is brought to you by FanDuel, fanduel.com backslash On. All right, my friends, we have a lot to get to this show. We are going to talk Arizona football. Duh. Um, how Arizona got to this point, uh, where we are in the grand scheme of everything. But first and foremost, we need to talk about Arizona. They are in, and again, They're not going to win the national title. We all get that. But Arizona right now is squarely in the thick of things as far as getting a nice little bowl game. And on top of that, a possibility of playing in the Pac-12 title game. And it's not as weird and it's not as odd as some might think where I got to we got to make this happen. We got to make this happen. We got to make this happen and all that. There is none of that. There is a real likelihood. I don't know if likelihood is the right word, but there is a real possibility of all of this occurring. But first, we need to celebrate Arizona football being 17th in the country, my friends. Um, this is a uh, this is a huge moment. The football program, I would argue, is on the strongest footing it has been since the mid to late 90s. Now, some people might say, well, Mike, what about Rich Rodriguez? And you know what? I can't really sit here and argue with you that Rich Rodriguez isn't one of those dudes because, again, um, that was a really good team. But 2014 never really felt sustainable to me. And maybe it was just me. Maybe I'm biased. I don't know, whatever the case may be. But it never felt really that way to me. Um, A big part of it was, a big part of it for me was that, Rich Rod just kind of Rich Rod was an awesome is an awesome X's and O's coach. We all know that. Not only is he an awesome X's and O's coach, he's also somebody who is able to um, make a who's able to get players that uh, who's able to get players in the uh, open field, be able to create mismatches. You know the drill. I mean, we've all watched Rich Rod. He can do a lot of really good things, but. He didn't really recruit. And not only did he not recruit, it always felt like a smoke and mirrors type thing. And by smoke and mirrors, I mean that Arizona was never going to really be the, uh, Arizona was never really going to be the uh, team that was going to get into the, uh, uh, if you beat a team, let's use Oregon, for example. Arizona beat Oregon earlier in the season in 2014. And then guess what? They ended up losing to Oregon. Um, and not only did they end up losing to Oregon, they ended up getting smacked. And a lot of it, too, is that I felt that a lot of this was just, again, smoke and mirrors is probably a little bit too strong of a term, but it just didn't ever really feel sustainable. And I think that's a, uh, I think that's a problem. Um, I think that's a problem because, again, you had Kadeem, or not Kadeem Carey, but you, well, you did have Kadeem Carey, but he was earlier. But 
it was an undersized team, a talented team, but that it didn't overwhelm you. This team is absolutely has overwhelming potential and overwhelming play to it, my friends. And we've all seen it. There's nothing fluky about what we're watching. Anu Sol or Anu Sol. Gosh, I'm a mess right now. Noah Fafita is not going anywhere. Not only is Noah Fafita not going anywhere, he is also the uh, he's also the dude who is uh, more than capable of um, taking a team on his back. I mean, let's just say what it is. I mean, he's been able to do this, and it's been quite impressive in the process watching him do exactly that. Um, spread people out. Say, all right. We're about to go five wide here, whatever the case may be. Or, you know what, I don't even need to go five wide. I can dink and dunk you down the field. He's been able to do just that. It's been incredibly impressive to watch. Now, um, obviously, the running back spot, it is a, uh, it's a loaded position as well. And, again, another position that is quite impressive when you watch it because, again, uh, Jonah Coleman, really, really good. Um, uh, Michael Wiley, DJ Williams. There is a lot to like about this entire, uh, this entire group of players and it's not going anywhere. That's the other thing. There's all kinds of talent across the board. You look on the offensive or the look at the wide receivers. It's obviously a loaded unit. We've talked about this a ton, the offensive line, um, again, and there's youngsters. Uh, these, a lot of these guys are coming back. Look at the, uh, look at the, uh, look at for the, as far as the running backs go, Jonah Coleman. Coming back, my friends. Um, Speedy Luke, fam, coming back. Look at the wide receivers. Uh, you obviously lose Jacob Cowing. T-Mac is back. Malachi Riley is back. A.J. Jones is back. Um, at tight end, obviously Tanner McLaughlin is a big loss. We don't like losing Tanner McLaughlin. He is good. But you still have a fairly nice nucleus behind him in uh, Kean Burnett, who I think is going to emerge next year. I think Kean Burnett is going to be an absolute superstar. Not only do I think Kean Burnett's going to be an absolute superstar, um, I also think behind him that uh, uh, a Tyler Powell could step up. There's a lot to like. And then on the offensive line, you lose Jordan Morgan. That is obviously a big loss. Nobody likes to see that one occur. But um, not only does... to see uh uh you know you want to see people players that are able to step in and take advantage of certain spots Jonas Sabanea we all know what he is that's what a first round pick looks like he's back um Wendell Moy back uh Robert or Rick Robert Polito Raymond Polito back Josh Baker back all these dudes are back, and you got youngsters coming in as well. You got Elijah Payne, um, you uh, Elijah Payne, Tylen Gonzalez, a whole group of people there, my friends. And not only a whole group of people, but a group of people that I think are going to be able to be somewhat, uh, somewhat next level. And I think that's what's also enticing about this entire endeavor here. If you're a University of Arizona Wildcat fan, is that you got depth across the board. Heck, we didn't even mention quarterback. Obviously, you got Noah Fafita coming back, but then you've got Braden Dorman, um, Damon Williams, both four-star quarterbacks waiting in the wings, and then defensively as well. Again, this isn't really a fluke, and I think that's why this is all uh, this is all so impressive when you look at it big picture. Then there is no fluke involved. Also, you know what else 
We're going to talk about the defense then, and we're also going to talk about a very realistic path to the Pac-12 title game, but something also that we all need to be aware of. eBay Motors, my friends. eBay Motors. All right, here's the deal. Cut out the middleman, my friend. eBayMotors.com. The right parts, the right fit, the right prices. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. You'll thank me later, my friends. Not only will you thank me later, you will also be you will also be able to uh, um, cut out the middleman, save some money, and let's be honest here. Maybe the coolest thing about this entire eBay Motors situation is. You can, uh, you can get it, and you can take it to who you want, who you trust. No more getting gouged. People talk about getting gouged at the, tr- uh, at the pumps. You're now getting gouged. You're not going to be getting gouged when you buy this because you're going through eBay Motors, my friends. Check it out. All right. We're going to take a quick – well, check it out. All right. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we got even more to get to here. All we got even more to get to. Okay, now, big part of this is now the path to the Pac-12 title game, my friends. But first, we need to talk about how, unlike Rich Rod, this feels self-sustaining. Defensive line, you're going to lose Taylor Upshaw. We all know that. But guess what? You're bringing back. You're bringing back Deuce Davis. Beast, you're bringing back, uh, uh, excuse me, Jacob Kangaika, Tai Tai Uyagalele, hopefully Big Bill Norton, Isaiah Ward. I can keep going on and on. You've got a loaded defensive front there, and these players are all big. That's the other part about it. Then at the linebacker spot, Jacob Manu, Beast, and then next to him, it'll be interesting to see. Can Leviticus Sua make that, uh, make that next move? I think with, uh, I think, think with the Justin flow we know at this point that the uh, Justin flow can be impactful but as somebody said on Shear's message board the uh, theory of Justin flow is a little bit um is a little bit uh, how do I put this the theory of Justin flow is uh, probably better than the actuality of Justin flow um that is just kind of where it's at um but that's uh, but that's good. Either way, the linebacker spot will be solid. Then it's then the DBs. The DBs could be absolutely loaded next year. Not only could they be loaded, I think you're kind of looking at the point where you're saying to yourself, "Man, could this be one of the better defensive backs units in the entire conference?" You got Ephesians Price on. You got Takario Davis. Both those dudes going to be starters. Going to be long term starters. Um, and I think they can both play in the NFL. Then you got Genesis Smith. Obviously, hasn't played much as much as maybe I thought he would, but either way, he's going to be a monster. Then, on top of that, you also have somebody like, or uh, excuse me, on top of that, you also have uh, a Dalton Johnson back. You have a uh, uh, an Isaiah Taylor who's back. DJ Warnell is getting into the action as well, my friends. DJ Warnell. But a lot of dudes that are going to be back that I think are going to be real problems there in the secondary. And heck, Gunnar Maldonado. My bad, Gunnar. The My Bad Gunner movement needs to continue to take off. My bad, my friend. I was dumb on that one. Um, but it's a loaded team. there, And um, again, it's not going anywhere. And that's a big tip of the cap to Jed Fish and what he's been able to do. 
Now, let's talk a little bit about the path to the Big 12 title game, my friends. The Big 12 title, or Pac-12, Big 12, getting ahead of myself. Pac-12 title game. Okay. It's actually not as complicated as you might think. I think a lot of times people are like, well, I need this to happen, this to happen, this to happen, and like 38 other things to happen. That is not actually what we need to, that's actually not what we have to worry about here. It's actually a much different situation entirely. Oh, and the first thing is that, uh, the first thing is that um, right now you've got, uh, you need Arizona to win out. That's uh, That goes without saying. Got to beat Utah this week. We're going to get to Utah there in a second. And you got to be able to beat uh, ASU. And honestly, at this stage in the game, if you can't win out, then you don't really deserve to be there. I'm very much of that uh, frame, and I have no problem uh, saying that. I think that that's a more than fair. Uh, I think that's more than fair. You got to be able to beat Utah, and Utah is definitely beatable. You also got to be able to beat ASU. ASU stinks. I know they just beat UCLA. I don't care. Arizona's got to be able to beat both of those schools. Then, here's what you also need to have happen. Oregon's pretty much locked into the Pac-12, or uh, most likely is going to be uh, locked into, or no, 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 not Oregon. Washington is pretty much locked into the Pac-12 championship game. Pardon the pun, locked in. So here's what we need to have happen. We need to have Washington, or we need to have uh, Oregon State beat our good friends, uh, beat our good friends uh, uh, against uh, Oregon. If that can happen, then I don't know exactly how it is, but somehow we get that tie there. Then on top of that, my friends, you also need to have uh, you also need to have uh, Oregon. Excuse me. You'd also need to have uh, Oregon State then lose one more time as well. If that happens, then you're in good. Then Arizona is in good shape. And again, it's not that outland outlandish. It's not that outlandish. I'm not sitting here telling you I need 38 different things to happen. And if those 38 things uh, don't happen, then Arizona's cooked. Don't need any of that. We just need uh, those two things to happen in Arizona to take care of business. But either, even if it doesn't happen, we got we to gotta sit here and acknowledge that this has been a wildly successful season for Arizona football. The fact that we are sitting here with two weeks left in the regular season talking about the uh, – talking about – how uh, Arizona can make uh, certain things happen to be able to possibly get into the Pac-12 title game, I think is beyond impressive. And not only is it beyond impressive, I think, again, that is a huge tip of the cap to Jed Fish. Um, and, uh, you know, honestly, I think that uh, I think that uh, he should be, obviously should be Pac-12 coach of the year, but I also think that he should be the guy who is, uh, I think he's also the guy who, um, should be able to be the uh, be the. Well, I'm just going to say it right here. I think he could be national coach of the year. I think he's squarely in that discussion. And if he's not, he should be. Because the job that he has done again has been absolutely next level. We haven't really seen anything like what he's been able to do as far as bringing in, as far as bringing in the kind of talent he has in a short amount of time and not only bringing in talent in a short amount of time, but being able to get that talent on the field um, and to develop it. Some guys, some coaching staffs can bring in talent, but they can't develop it. Other coaching staffs can develop talent, but they can't bring it in. Uh, look at, uh, I mean, we've seen a little bit of both here. Rich Rod could develop talent, couldn't bring it in. 
Uh, we've seen other coaches nationally that can bring in the talent, can't develop it. That's just what's different about it. And honestly, I don't see any of that really changing. Okay, now, now, now. What does this mean, though, as far as Arizona goes? And what are their chances against Utah? What needs to happen? But first, again, we need to continue to reiterate what a massive deal it is for Arizona football to be in, uh, to even be in this position as we uh, as we are. The uh, again, this is not a this is not a spot where um, that I think anybody expected to be. And not only is it not a spot that I expect, I think anybody expected to be. It is a, uh, you know, you just got to kind of, you got to kind of pinch yourself at some points, uh, for lack of a better term, just saying that, man, Arizona is where we're at right now. And not only is Arizona at this point, it doesn't feel again, like it's fluky. And again, I just want to keep bringing that part up because I think that is a huge part of it. It feels sustainable, my friends. Okay. Now, um, Let's talk about the keys to beating Utah, and there are some huge keys right there. But first, FanDuel. All right, FanDuel.com backslash locked on. Check it out. FanDuel Sportsbook. This is the uh, this is the best place to be. Not only is it the best place to be, um, you want to be able to hop in here. And again, what's more enjoyable right now than watching football, or excuse me, than watching football? than watching basketball, and more so than anything, having a little bit of skin in the game, my friends. Having a little bit of skin. That's what's exciting about it. Check it out, fanduel.com backslash locked on. Okay, um, and again, you'll thank me later because there's nothing more enjoyable than betting on a sport that you op- you're obviously already interested in, and you've got a vested interest in it. So again, check it out, fanduel.com backslash locked on. All right. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. And again, as always, thanks for making this your first listen of the day, my friends. Your first listen of the day, not your last, hopefully. Okay, Utah. Utah, to sum sum this up, Utah is kind of the brand that I think Arizona fans should hope and aspire for their Arizona football program to be. Utah never brings in the the highest-rated recruiting classes. But what Kyle Whittingham does is Kyle Whittingham is able to bring in players that are um, that are that fit into what he's looking to do. And by fitting in what he's looking to do, that's that's pretty self-explanatory. He wants players that he can develop, that can get bigger, that can get stronger, and that can get faster. And if he's going to miss, he's likely going to miss on big players. And not only is he likely to miss on big players, he's likely to miss on players that, well, let's be honest here, can um can uh essentially take uh, can take advantage of all of their opportunities and not only all of their opportunities, but they can also get in there and they can also um, they're fast, they're strong and they buy into the system. High character kids as the kids out there might say. Um, but errors, uh, but that's kind of been the model. Jed fish has talked about how he wanted to take a lot of Dick Tomey's type models and apply it here. Well, Kyle Whittingham was an incredibly consistent Dick Tomey. In that he knew how to find talent, he knew how to bring that talent in, and not only did he know how to bring that talent in, 
you knew that, again, it was sustainable, something that Jed Fish is looking for. Now, with Utah, there's no secret here. Again, um, they've obviously, you, losing Cam Rising uh, before the season even started was obviously a huge loss for them. I'm not breaking any news right there. But, um, and the quarterback play initially was atrocious. The quarterback play now is actually quite good for Utah. A big part of this game for Arizona is going to be able to be able to beat Utah up on the Lions. It's weird to say this, again, because we're used to kind of smoking mirrors around here, but Arizona's got to be able to beat Utah up around the defensive line, or on the defensive and offensive line, or at least hold their own, because I believe that Arizona's got better talent across the board than Utah does, which is another thing which is very, very weird to say. We're not used to saying that in these parts. Um, but that's what you got to have happen, and you got to have that happen in a big way. Um, a big part of this also, though, is Noah Fafita continuing to improve. Noah Fafita continues to improve. Arizona's a tough out for anybody because the defense at this point is good. And not only is it good, I think that we know that um, it's going to continue to get better. What they've also shown as well is that the longer these games go on, the more they know, the more they know that um you're going to be able to uh, uh, win some of these games because, again, Arizona has shown that they can win some of these games when they don't bring their best effort, i.e. Colorado, my friends. All right. There is no better time to be an Arizona Wildcat fan. Honestly, football is at an apex. Basketball is at an apex as well. Um, both are dominant uh, franchises, dominant brands right now, and – there's nothing that's more exciting than that and being able to watch that. So I tell you all, enjoy this time. Enjoy this time because Arizona is uh, Arizona is in a very good spot as we as we sit here. But on that note, as always, very much appreciate you all making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with you talking a little bit of Arizona basketball, getting you ready as always. But thanks for keeping it Locked On Wildcats.